Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 16th of December. New South Wales has pushed ahead with easing a number of COVID restrictions, despite predictions that case numbers in the state could soon soar to 25,000 a day. The New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet, has scrapped QR codes, density limits and masks in indoor settings. The move to remove masks in contradiction to the advice from the state's top health officer, Kerry Chance. I would urge everyone to continue to wear masks in indoor environments. It's a small price to pay. I know that it can fog up glasses, you know, it can be annoying, but it's a very tiny act and you're actually protecting yourself, but more importantly, you're protecting others. Yesterday, COVID cases in New South Wales skyrocketed to 1,360, with 166 people in hospital with COVID and 24 now in intensive care. But with the new threat of the more infectious Omicron strain, the New South Wales Health Minister, Brad Hazard, had this sobering warning. The supermass has been looked at by the Epidemiology Public Health Unit at the University of New South Wales, and what they're telling us... Uh, is that by the end of January, we could be looking at 25,000 cases of, of the virus every single day. Meantime, the COVID outbreak in Newcastle, north of Sydney, continues to worsen, with a popular pub now added to the list of venues dealing with a super-spreading cluster. Health authorities are urging people who visited the Cambridge Hotel over the weekend to isolate for seven days after multiple cases attended the venue. Testing has confirmed some of these infections are the Omicron strain. Victoria has also eased a raft of COVID restrictions, but has kept mask mandates in many indoor venues, including retail shops. It comes as 850 people are forced into isolation after a positive Omicron case visited two pubs in Fitzroy and Collingwood on Friday night. As part of the new changes, vaccine mandates have also been abolished in a number of venues. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne and says the move has been welcomed by some in the retail sector. Absolutely, Tash, because retail workers across the board have copped the full brunt of abuse from people not wanting to follow the mandates. Jab certificates still need to be presented, though, at hospitality venues, and that includes where they are hosting a wedding or a funeral. Mask rules haven't been relaxed either because of hesitancy around what Omicron could do next. But overall, Dominic Lamb from the National Retailers Association says the changes today are a win for common sense. This issue has been incredibly difficult for our young workers, particularly because of the spike in customer violence and customer abuse. And we're just incredibly grateful that the government has finally listened and are hearing that our young workers simply cannot continue to put themselves in, in this position. And good news for hundreds of passengers on Queensland flights who were forced into 14 days isolation after a positive COVID case. The Queensland government has now backflipped on the controversial decision, reclassifying a number of passengers as casual contacts, meaning they have to get tested and only isolate until they receive a negative result. 
and as the world's top scientists continue to try and confirm whether Omicron will lead to more serious illness and deaths, the variant continues to spread rapidly across the UK. The UK's Health Security Agency has now labelled Omicron the most significant threat since the start of the COVID pandemic. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson confirming daily cases in the UK are now at 78,000 the highest ever total since the pandemic began. The doubling rate of Omicron in some regions is now down to less than two days. And I'm afraid we're also seeing the inevitable increase in hospitalizations up by 10% nationally week on week and up by almost a third in London. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to WA and the government has announced even tougher border restrictions as COVID cases continue to spike on the East Coast. Health authorities are keeping a close eye on more than 150 close and casual contacts of three truck drivers who tested positive to COVID in WA. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. That's right, Tash. 156 close and casual contacts have so far been identified and are being closely monitored this morning. The health department says 24 of them have tested negative so far. Results are pending for 38 and 94 are still being tested. WA is on alert after the truckies spent time here last week. While the West is set to put its harsh COVID border up once again, this time with New South Wales as case numbers soar, the state will be considered an extreme COVID risk from Saturday, a week before Christmas, with travel only permitted for extraordinary reasons. The New South Wales and police have concluded a month-long search for the remains of William Tyrrell on the mid-north coast. Officers extensively searched bushland, creek beds, dams and water tanks for any clues into the toddler's 2014 disappearance. Our reporter Cherie Coleman has the details from Port Macquarie. We will never give up and may you rest, William, are just some of the messages written on a rake used by the search team. It's been erected at the site where they've spent the past month. Several items have been found during the search, including bone fragments, pieces of material and cloth and plastic bags. They'll undergo forensic examination and be presented to a coronial inquest. And despite this search ending Tash, police say they remain committed to finding William. After the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The spread of Omicron is causing continuous problems for both the stock market and the overall economy, not just here, but also overseas. Wall Street was down overnight, but traders seem also nervous, not just about COVID, but also inflation and interest rates. Yeah, that's right. UK has the biggest COVID numbers since the pandemic and Germany has introduced a relief package to help boost the economy. Stock prices globally are falling because of Omicron, which has caused problems like the cancellation of Christmas parties and employees are again working from home, which will slow up the economic recovery. But also the US Central Bank over the next two days is considering raising interest rates and that makes stock players very nervous. And back home, Peter, our Federal Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, is set to release his own report card on how our economy and the federal budget is doing. Well, it's called the Mid-Year Economic and Fiscal Outlook, or MIEFO, and the AFR says it will predict unemployment will fall to a low 4% and wages are tipped to rise 11% over the next four years. And the budget's bottom line is expected to justify a one-off $8 billion tax cut for low- and middle-income earners, which we should hear about in the March budget before an expected May election. 
And Peter, the New South Wales government will force councils to speed up rezoning bids for developers who want to build apartments to increase the supply of housing. But is this really a win for residents? Well, if you don't want apartments, no, it's not. But if you want to buy a property, yes, it is, because the supply of properties, not just low interest rates, is the main, are the main reasons why home prices are going through the roof. Councils will be given maximum time frames to assess planning proposals for new apartment blocks and residential precincts or risk forfeiting hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees from developers. Peter, thank you. Cheers. the sport now with Lee Giolo and Lee good morning plenty of excitement we cannot wait as we build up to the second Ashes test in Adelaide what are we expecting today? Hi Tash the big news is David Warner will play despite nursing those bruised ribs he sustained in the first game while Jai Richardson replaces Josh Hazelwood who's gone down with that side strain meantime the English have confirmed fast bowler Mark Wood will be rested it means either Jimmy Anderson or Stuart Broad will get the call up we'll find out at the coin toss the wicket is being billed as an even battle between bat and ball, set to offer some decent swing for seamers and spin as well. Curator Damien Howe says there will be plenty to get stuck into. We think we've got the recipe, but the beauty with pitch preparation is it changes all the time. Weather, weather plays a part, the pitches keep maturing, so they, they behave slightly different each year. And Lee, talking about the cricket, a Glenn Maxwell century wasn't enough in the Big Bash last night. No, it wasn't as the Sydney Sixers returned to the top of the table, Tash. The Stars were sent in to bat and got off to a shocking start, slumping to two for six early on before up-stepped Maxwell, smashing 103 off 57, helping the team to 177. But it wasn't enough as Josh Philippi guided the Sixers to the target with two balls to spare. He finished 99 not out off just 61. Sixers captain Moses Enrique's pretty happy with how it all panned out. I think as we saw this evening, I think after the sort of that initial four or five overs, the wicket started to play a lot better as well, which obviously contributed to the higher scores. Um, you know, Glenn, Glenn put on a show there. That was pretty special batting. And then Josh there at the end did basically replicated the same thing. The Big Bash takes a break now until Sunday. And love this story, Lee. Steph Curry has been further immortalised in the NBA. Yeah, he's become the NBA's greatest three-point shooter, hitting two threes early to go past Ray Allen as the Warriors down the Knicks. And it didn't take long for Curry to break that record, making it happen in the first quarter. Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! Even better, he did it at Madison Square Gardens. Curry's now hit almost 3,000 three-pointers and in 500 fewer games than Ray Allen. Meantime, the Phoenix Suns have downed the Trailblazers in overtime and Aussie Paddy Mills' Brooklyn Nets were too good for Toronto. Lee, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Seven-time Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton has received a knighthood for his services to motorsport. The 36-year-old Brit attended Windsor Castle yesterday for the special ceremony with Prince Charles doing the honours. It means the F1 legend will now have the honorary title of Sir. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. It's Friday.
listener.